to check. Is this mic on? Casey, is it on? Hello, people of the interweb. You have found yourself at the KCTK podcast. Coming at you live from the machine room of your brainstem. We got KC. Is there KC? Hello. And we got TK. How we doing out there? Hey, TK. What's happening over on your planet today? KC, anything exciting? Oh, beautiful day. Lots of sunshine. Mild weather. You know, it's kind of warm today. Can't complain since it's October, November. Oh, by the way, um, right now my Facebook account I'm locked out of. Oh. Because I, you know, they instituted this new security thing where you have to tie your account to your phone number, and I don't want to do that. They already have my email address. If they want to, you know, it's for secondary verification. It's you. We care so much because your account gets out to so many people, and we don't want somebody to steal your account. Well, bullshit. Um... Bullshit! Bullshit! They just want what some, they're trying to. They're trying to. Uh-huh. They want more information from you, so they can use it. They're trying to things. tie your account to your phone number so that they can verify who it is, um, possibly for prosecution if you post something, and to try to eliminate bots because well, they saw what a big deal that became with Twitter. What I'm doing and, is I've I've I've. I like every negative post that is posted. I won't mm-hmm. I won't post it, but I will like it. And one time I got a notification saying that I probably shouldn't shouldn't be liking posts like that. Do you believe that? Trying to tell me what posts I can like? Yeah. Bunch of Nazis. So I just keep post I keep liking the most negative posts just to piss them off, eh? So we have a company that is censoring people and deliberately censoring people like the whole Hunter Biden thing. Um, I mean, Zuckerberg admitted to that. You know, that the FBI came to him and they censored it. So, we have a company that is actively acting against free speech and then telling you what you should like you know what pisses me off about Twitter is what, if I write something angry, it says, "Are you sure you want to post this?" No, I heard, I heard that um, extended Twitter Elon extended the invitation out to uh, Donald, and he, was, he said, "No, he's not going back on Twitter." Well, his account is re- reactivated. You can go back and see his old tweets now. But he said he wasn't going to go back on there. But we'll see what happens. Yeah. Well, he has his own truth social, so. But I guess the beauty of, of it all is, KC, is that if you don't like it, you just don't have to do it because it's not required to be on Facebook, is it? So you just choose not to participate, which is what many people are doing now. 
and uh, yeah so you can see by the following number of subscribers that they're on Facebook and uh, even like my brother a lot of times he'll just yeah I need a break from this stupid fucking thing <laughs> he just won't That's go on what I used to do. for like a few months huh? just cut it Heading into the election, <clears throat> for months and months, I'd, I'd get on Twitter or Facebook for a couple of days, and then I'd be off for a week or two or three. You know, I was on quite frequently during the whole election cycle, well, last six months of it, just because of so much disinformation that's being spread by the Alphabet News, you know. Just outright lies. You know. Especially so, CNN, huh? All of a sudden, the news, like CBS is saying, oh, yeah, the Hunter laptop, uh, the Hunter Biden laptop, that was real. It only took them two and a half years to come out and say that. <clears throat> and the only reason why they said that is to cover their ass because the, uh, the Republicans in Congress, are going to start investigating it. It's been covered up by the Democrats for two and a half years. But it's real. It has a lot of national security implications. You know, and a lot of corruption to it. Is, um... So to cover their ass, they're saying, oh yeah, it's real. We'll say it now. But you look back at what they said two years ago. Oh, that's just, you know, Russia disinformation i love how they say that russia is trying to help trump oh my god the democrats have been pursuing putin for nearly two decades hillary clinton was trying to seduce him for christ's sake you know she had her special little red reset button which had the wrong word in russian on it you know we're gonna develop a great big lovey-dovey relationship with russia that's what she and Obama wanted. I mean, yeah, Trump is the Russia lover. Sure. <laughs> it's ludicrous. You know what they used to do to guys like that when they were in a place like this? They'd be carried out on a stretcher, folks. People mm. buy this shit. I know. People, I, I can't believe how gullible people really are. It's really... It makes you think just about human nature, uh, about how somebody's if the right person has told something to somebody and they trust in that person, then they often take it as um, as a sacred word. Hey, oh, that must be true because you, I've never heard you bullshit before. So, of course, no, it's you, the you never the daring uh, propaganda method that. Hitler used. You know, you tell a lie enough times, people begin to take it as true. So. Right. That's why they, that's why they keep saying that deadly January 6th insurrection. And now the Justice Department ruled that a, a rent-a-cop who died of a heart attack a couple days later, that was caused by January 6th. They just ruled that. I think today or yesterday. <laughs> bullshit. You cannot make that determination. That's bullshit. That's too much. Yeah. 
too much. They won't talk about Ashley Babbitt taking a bullet in the face when she was unarmed and prone. Who was it? Ashley Babbitt. Okay, fill me in. She got shot in the face in the Capitol building on January 6th by that lieutenant, I forget his name. And who, he shot her straight who, in the face. I think I heard something. Who is she? She was a re- she was a retired veteran and Trump supporter. And she was with the group that went in. She was unarmed. She wasn't pro- she wasn't uh, presenting any clear and present danger to this cop. He stuck his head and arm out of a door and shot her in the head. Shot her in the face. And then then this son bitch gets an award. He gets an accommodation for it. You know, giving this guy a, a commendation for killing an unarmed civilian. Yeah, well, lots of people, I guess, are um, dying every day for what they believe in, Casey. Yeah. You just don't hear about it. Most of them. No, no, but you got Pete Booty Judge on Twitter, my former mayor. You know who really he, who really likes Mayor Pete is um, your who? Friend, your friend. Oh, I'm sure. She's an idiot, though. Oh, uh, she really is an idiot, isn't she? But. Um, Booty Judge um, did a Twitter post about, did you hear about the shooting at the Colorado Gay Bar? I did. Okay, five people died, you know, he was talking about how horrific, you know, that we shouldn't be afraid of who we are and so on and so forth, and so I responded to him, I, and this is where Twitter warned me, are you sure you want to post this? Because I wrote, hey Pete, STFU said you are responsible for more fatalities from your failed streets program on Lincoln Way West in South Bend than every single gay bar shooting in America combined. And uh, yeah. Uh, You know, he's such a joke. He was a horrible mayor. Screwed up our our streets. Well, he probably the South Bend will be the last thing on his mind now. Well, let's take a four-lane one-way street. We'll make it two directions. We'll put parking on the side that for businesses that don't need it and houses that don't need it, and we'll make sure there's a bike lane that can only be used six months out of the year, and we'll. Just cause all sorts of traffic jams every freaking day for everybody who commutes into the city. But he's got a—he wants to be able to look at those um, those tight pants those guys are wearing on their bikes. What are those called spanks or whatever they are. Yeah, spandex. So he can look at all the you know all the eye candy uh. for him. You know, he likes that stuff. Oh no, he's he, oh he's he's in a devoted relationship with Chaston. 
chest and we're gonna freaking hit his head. Yeah. Chastin? Are you serious? Yeah, I think that I think that's his name, Chastin. Pretty sure. He's got money from somewhere. Yeah. You know, his dad teaches communism at Notre Dame. But the house he lived in, um, the house he lived in cost over a half a million dollars in a very exclusive neighborhood along the river. Now, I've known South Bend mayors personally, and they didn't live in houses like that. You know, like Roger Parent, he lived in a little Cracker Jack box house. I grew up with his kids. You know, it's funny how all these wealthy people love communism. They don't give their money away. No. Except for to, like, global warming. That <laughs> phony religion. <laughs> That's probably why it's in the 40s there, KC. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yep, it's global warming, sure. Well, why else would it be so warm there? <laughs> huh? Oh, I don't know. There's this big yellow thing in the sky called the sun. It may have something to do with the weather here on Earth. Maybe. What's your name? Paula Potica. What's your name? Terry Grouse. What? How far are you going to? Washington. Get off in Washington. We'll hook a ride. Where are you going? Alaska. Alaska? What are you, on vacation? She wants to live there, because it's cleaner. Cleaner? Cleaner than what? You don't have to tell everybody about it. Pretty soon they'll all go there and it won't be so clean. What makes you think it's cleaner? I saw a picture of it. Alaska's very clean. It appeared to look very white to me. Don't you think? Yep, that was before the big thaw. Before the what? You know, I've been talking this, uh, I reconnected with an old friend in Germany. Back when I knew her, she was from West Germany. But reconnected with her and uh, she's a greenie, and right. she, spew, she spews this green uh, politics at me and sits there and tells me, uh, she's proud to ride her bicycle, and she thinks this is a good thing that, that Germany has been cut off from fuel from Russia because it's going to teach people you know, better ways of living and that it's the least they could do to sacrifice now for the future and so forth. And so the other day we had a fresh snowfall. It was a, a, a very uh, wet snowfall, heavy. heavy. All the trees were just heavy and moist. Snow. Heavy and moist. Yep. I was trying to avoid the word moist. <laughs> but, um. I sent her a picture. You know, my my backyard is a beautiful view of 
you know, nature. So I sent her a picture of all these trees covered in snow. And she about, oh, she loves wintertime and, you know, she misses it because the planet's been getting warmer and they just don't get as much snow anymore. And, you know, she loves ice skating on frozen lakes and she's been waiting 10 years for the lakes to freeze over again. I usually try not to engage her in politics. She's an ideologue. Well, no. If she's green, she's religiously an ideologue. I mean, that's what the Green Party is. It's a religion. Um, anyway, what I tried to express to her without getting into politics is in the past 10 years, we keep having record cold here. We've had to do things in the last 10 years to winterize the house for winter because we keep getting these Arctic blasts and it gets ungodly cold. I've got a creek running through my backyard. We've lived in this house for since 1985, so that's, uh, what, 32 years? Uh, no. Long time. That's, no, that's 37 years, sorry. Until the last few years, I have never seen the creek ice over, and I've now seen it twice. Well, they're predicting um, this winter that there could be some uh, rolling power shortages on the East Coast. Yeah. Saying that they they don't know where they're going to get their power from. There's a fuel, there's an oil, uh, an oil shortage for, uh, for heating homes. Right. I mean, they've already declared an emergency in, I believe, Massachusetts. Um, yeah, there's a heating oil shortage and a diesel fuel shortage. I guess you just got to sometimes just get a wood fireplace and start cutting down some trees, huh? That's what Europe's doing now. They're cutting down old growth forests in record amounts. The Greens don't like that. <laughs> Oddly enough, the Greens haven't said much, but all right, when I lived in Australia, Nobody had furnaces unless you were uber wealthy. You know, most people had a fireplace, and that's how they'd warm heat their house. Um, and Australia, the news was constantly hammering on how environmentally unfriendly it was to be burning wood in the wintertime, how Australia is creating this huge carbon footprint. You know, so it depends on where you live as to whether or not burning wood is okay. It seems to be okay in Europe, but in Australia, it's not okay. Well, where I'm at here in um, New Zealand, it, uh, yeah, one of the first things I noticed when I moved here was the smell of, you know, burning fireplaces. A lot lot of people burn Mm -hmm. wood here, a lot of people. So I guess yeah, it's a way it's it's, it's a way to um, heat your home, but it's getting expensive as well. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure. You know, the dirty little secret about North America is that we have more forest land now than when the Europeans first came. 
what the dirty little secret about this whole carbon or this whole global warming crap is is that CO2 is good for the growth of forests and plants. They never mention that. And then those plants and forests in return create oxygen. Hmm. Right. Well, um you got to have you got to have oxygen to breathe, right? And plants and trees need CO2. It's a symbiotic. That's the way it's supposed to be, I think. Um, we got a fireplace, but we don't use it. Yeah, when I when I was in Australia, I just used electric heaters, the little ones, if I needed one. Otherwise, I'd just rug up. Yeah, we got a heat pump, Casey. Oh yeah. Do you know what that is? How's, how's that? How well does that work? Well, we only use it in the lounge. That's where it's at. And you yeah. you can use a heat pump for heating or cooling. Yep. All it, based on the earth. It's good. You know, since you brought that up, I remember 20 years ago they were pushing that here. But it seems to have gone by the wayside. Yeah, well, I mentioned it to my brother, I think. To my brother, as I was talking about heat pumps, and he didn't, didn't seem to know what it was. From my understanding, there's different parts of the United States where they work better than others due to the heat of well, in, in, in the ground. But from my understanding, there's certain areas of the United States where heat pumps work great. In other areas where they don't. Okay. I don't know. Okay. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna say or profess to telling you everything about it. This is just a, from, you know, reading articles over the years. So I don't know. Well, it's um, it's a pretty efficient way, I guess. To heat and uh, and then we just have like a ventilation system in the house, yeah. which uses the air in the attic to heat or cool your house or ventilate your house. Big problem in New Zealand is uh, they call it weeping windows. Too much moisture in the air. And a lot of houses have mold problems. Ew. Yeah. So you have to get these ventilation systems put in in your house to keep the air moving and to keep it dry. And in the winter especially. Yeah. You have to put it on a certain setting to uh, keep your house dry. Mm. It's called a, um, mm. I forget what it's called, but yeah. Works quite well. Well, what I'm thankful for is uh, when we moved into this house, this house was built in the early 60s. It had all electric heating. So uh, every, every ceiling is lined with wires. Every 
every room has its own thermostat. Oh, and, nice. Oh. Yeah, but we installed a natural gas furnace. Thank God. It's so much cheaper. And it just feels better. I hate that electric heat. It feels like you're, you're, it feels like you're being microwaved. You know, it's hard, to, it's hard to explain, but I, I can't stand the feeling of it. So we, we've always got the electric heat as a backup if our furnace ever dies, but, you know. Well, we've got a gas fireplace, but we don't have it hooked up because here in um, this part of the world, they charge you for a meter. So they put a gas meter on. And if you don't use your gas, they still charge you forty dollars a month just to have a meter. So mm. even in the middle of summer, you're getting a bill for forty dollars mm. just to have the meter at your house. And and since it wasn't used for a long time before we moved in, mm-hmm. they've now removed the meter. So if we want to use our gas fireplace, we have to call them and get it reinstalled. Mm. Isn't that a big can't you, um, crock of shit? Isn't it? Can't you get it reworked so it works off a tank? You can put LPG tanks outside. You can't or can? You can. Okay. But I don't want a big gas tank on the side of my house. I guess I, I guess I could get one, but yeah, but you could always paint on it. I'm a tank. I'm a tank. <laughs> well, I, I, I have thought about getting one because gas is really good heat. Oh, it's so comfortable and warm. There's nothing like it. No. And, it and, our, and our stove is also electric, so I'd love to get a gas stove. Um, yeah. I hate electric stoves. So do I. I love to cook, and I hate electric cooktops. Yeah. There's nothing like gas cooktop. That's right. Unfortunately, I have an electric one. So you guys got gas in your house, but you have an electric stove? Right. The house wasn't piped for gas. You know, we had to bring in the... We had to bring in... We had to pay to have the piping put in to the the natural gas pipeline. Right. Because this house piped for it. So we had to pay to connect our house, and it just comes into the furnace. One of my so, um, and because, because we live right above the water table, you know there there is no basement. This is a slab foundation, so it's not like you can run pipes from underneath. You have to go through the framework, so it just was cost prohibitive. Right. Hey, TK, did you hear about the, how the Simpsons predicted the election of 2024? What what episode was that? I don't know. It was about, I think it was season 15 or something. Uh, somebody tweeted this out, a screenshot of it, and Homer's falling through the air, and behind him is a Trump 2024 sign <laughs> this is from like i don't know 15 years ago right maybe 20 years ago 
And I saw a little snippet on the news that there have been a number of occasions where the writers of The Simpsons have successfully uh, forecasted what's coming in the future. Yes, I've heard that as well, and I've seen that. And I think Matt Groening has a time machine of some sort, and he's able to foresee these things or travel into the future. It's happened. There's been a lot of it that's happened there. Maybe he is the great-grandson of H.G. Wells. Maybe G stood for groaning in H.G. Wells. Maybe he inherited a time machine. Right, maybe. Yeah. Or H.G. came to the future and gave it to him. Well, well, I I stopped watching The Simpsons um, after it stopped being funny, which was... I don't even know when that is. For me, probably about... 2004. The old episodes, they're funny, eh? The old ones are good, but... I think I stopped watching it sometime in the 90s. I don't get into these new adult cartoons. Family Guy gives me the creeps. You know, the talking baby, whatever his name is. Stewie. Stewie, yeah. And why does he have an accent and the rest of the family doesn't? <laughs> That's what they want you to ask. They want you to ask that. It's part of the allure of the show. And Brian, the talking dog, too? Oh, yeah. I've never watched an episode. I've seen snippets of it. <clears throat> All right, the KCTK podcast will be returning again soon, but for now, we're going to have to say, "What is it, Casey?" <coughs> what about see? Thought you were going to say see ya. Oh, sorry. Well, I, I hope you all enjoyed it. And this is more of a get to know you with uh, CK and I. Um, we're going to be talking about some experiences in life that we both have experienced. Uh, we both have been expats. We both have lived around the United States. Am I going to be invited um, back next time? Or are you guys just, you just ignore me. I've been sitting over here in the corner for about the last 15 minutes. Well, you should have gotten your coffee earlier, Frank. It's not our fault. Sorry. I really had to use the bathroom. Okay. We can try him again next time. But uh, we're going to be touching on all sorts of things. You know, some goofy, some sporting, a lot of geopolitics. Um... Whatever tickles our fancy, right, TK? Yep, and um, KC's going to send me some um, Welch's grape jelly for Christmas, he just said to me. So I'll be looking for that package, (laughs) and I will email you my address. Let's see, the the Welch grape jelly will cost $3.50 to buy at the store, and it'll cost about $30 Okay, it's going to be like that, huh? (laughs) 
Just remember, yeah. you can't put a price on talent, KC. Yeah. And you can't put a price on great Billy. I mean, especially if you can't even get it. <laughs> it. You know, Sheldon Cooper said, "Grape jelly is the best of all jelly, and petroleum jelly is the worst of all jellies." So there you go. When I was waiting for the bathroom, I think I might have made some grape jelly in my pants. Ah, oh, Frank, that's disgusting. Wait, wait, were you waiting in line for the bathroom or to vote? Or both? I was having a sandwich while I was waiting for the bathroom. I needed to make some more room. <laughs> for God's sakes. That sort of thing yeah. maybe keep to yourself, huh? Yeah. Yeah. Next time I will. Well. Sorry about that. All right, KC. Yes, TK. We'll talk to you soon. All right, brother. We'll see ya! Yeah!